0: <clears throat> You're listening to the Girl Next Door Podcast. I'm Erica's husband.
1: And I'm Kelsey's husband. We're two former next-door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend.
0: <laughs> hey, friend. So, uh, Chris, uh, what are you loving at Trader Joe's these days?
1: <laughs> I gotta tell you, man, I'm, I'm big into the cereal, and... Uh, The milk at Trader Joe's. It's good stuff. (laughs) How about you? Um, How are you styling your hair lately? It looks great.
0: Oh, well, I've got some things to tell you, friend.
2: You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next-door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink,
3: and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. So... Obviously you heard our boys. This yep. episode is a fun one. We are talking about an actually super important topic, communication in marriage. And so we will be joined for part of the show by the husbands next door. It's a first on the show. Yes, that is something we've been wanting to do for a while now and we finally made it happen and recorded with them. So we're going to chat all about communication styles, share some stories about miscommunication issues, and give some tips for communicating better with your spouses. So Let's dive right in. Maybe remind everybody um, or get new listeners up to speed with a little background on your couplehood, like how you met, how long you've been together, and how long you've been married.
2: Okay. So Chris and I met in the summer of 2007. We were both at Yale. Mm -hmm. I was doing my master's degree. He was
3: getting a postdoc. Can I just tell you that that sentence sounds like (laughs) the beginning of a novel, and I love it, and I picture fall leaves every single time Uh, you tell it. (laughs) uh,
2: So lovely. It really was a lovely place. So we weren't at the... Chris and I weren't at the same school, although the two different places where he was working and where I was going to school were actually kind of close by, which is kind of convenient um, because it is a a whole university campus. Um, But so... I had actually seen Chris in the mornings at the gym, Mm -hmm. although we had never talked before. Mm -hmm. So then I was out one night with a girlfriend that summer, and we went to this bar on campus, and this is... So, Yale, there is a bar on campus that is just for Yale graduate students. Oh, do it you is, need to show
3: your Yale graduate student you need ID to, show to get it You need
2: to show your ID. <laughs> it's like tucked into, you know, a brick wall. and mm-hmm. actually is right next to the Yale Daily Press, which is the student paper okay. where Rory Gilmore worked, okay. if you will remember yes, from yes. Gilmore Girls. So, sometimes I would think about that. Anyway, so we went to this bar. It's called Gypsy. And... Uh, We were going to play pool, but someone was already playing Mm -hmm. on one of the pool tables. And I noticed that it was the cute guy from the gym. Ah, yes. But I will say that, so I was thinking, ooh, that's the cute guy from the gym. When Chris saw me, I'm sure that his thoughts were, I have never seen this person before in my life.
3: Because <laughs> guys don't pay attention nope. to things like that. Especially, Chris is
2: just, he's not a details man. So, <laughs> um, but so we did, we ended up playing pool with Chris, my girlfriend and I uh, with Chris. I thought he was super cute. He was just funny, personable. Um, but we didn't exchange numbers at that time or anything. I was just a little, I don't know, just like a little hesitant, a little mm-hmm. tentative. Um, but we finally did exchange numbers. Like when I think he did finally notice that I was
3: also at the gym at the same <laughs> when time. When I purposely put myself in the exactly. treadmill. Right, exactly.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, and then we started going out, like, you know, kinda of dating a few weeks later and ended up together.
3: And so, listeners may recall, didn't you and your girlfriend dub him Doctor Fitness? Yes. Behind his back.
2: Doctor Fitness. <laughs> I think and we told that story. I'll link to it. Yeah. Um there's an older episode where we talked about weddings, marriage, yeah, husbands Something else about husbands. Yes. Uh-huh. And I told that story. So that's how we met. We ended up dating and then Chris got uh, the job that he has now at ASU and moved out here. And then I moved out after I finished my master's degree a few months later. Okay. So that's how we ended up here. We were married in April of 2010. And so we are celebrating nine years of marriage this year.
3: Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jeremiah and I are high school sweethearts. Aww. We met through mutual friends. My friend was dating a friend that he went to high school with. They We went to different high schools. Um, and I was 15 and he was 17. Oh. And I just stuck my claws in and hung on <laughs> for the rest of Till Death Do Us Part. Exactly. Um, no, honest, so we've been together now for about 23 years wow. and married for 13 mm-hmm. and we ended up He's like a year ahead of me, so he went to college before me, Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went to a different college because I didn't want to be the girl who followed her boyfriend to college. And you know, we were doing the whole like, "That's right, are we on? Are we see how this? Yeah, like keep my options open, but not really." And then um, I ended up hating (laughs) University of Wisconsin (laughs) Green Bay, and so I transferred to Oshkosh where he was, and then we finished off college together and got married. Um, shortly after college, yeah, we were engaged my last year of college, so. Um, and so yeah, we've been married for 13 years now. Oh. Okay, without further delay, let's include the husbands next door. I have Jeremiah sitting here next to me.
2: And I've got Chris sitting here
3: with me. <laughs> we're, hey, hello. We are we're huddled around the mics. Hello. It's very intimate. <laughs> it sure it's is. Very intimate. Intimate communication. Okay. So what we're all gonna go around and ask how we would describe our spouses communication style in the relationship. So who wants to start? All who right. wants to start? Let's start with those Whartons over there.
2: All right. <clears throat> I've been thinking about this. So Chris, I have to stare into his <laughs> eyes while I answer this too. That's fun. <laughs> so Chris is a great communicator. I We're off to a great start. Yeah, this
3: is, this is lovely so far.
2: Uh, we, can, we can end there.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, you are willing to talk about your feelings. And I don't He doesn't hold things in. Like he will come out and share them with you. Uh, But then I guess the other great thing we were talking about today, he he is very in the moment. He is very in the present. Mm -hmm. So he both doesn't hold grudges, but he also forgets a lot of stuff.
3: Okay. Okay. (laughs) So So sometimes over communication on your part is necessary is what you're saying. Right, Exactly.
2: So that's how I would sum it up. But overall, a great communicator.
3: All right. What do Excellent. you think about Kelsey? You better to come up with something good after that. That was a good one.
1: I can't say anything other than she's a yeah, great communicator. Yeah, I mean, what else, right? what <laughs> else are you going to do?
3: She, she stared lovingly into your eyes and everything.
1: Well, Kelsey's also a great communicator. I would say that she is, I was thinking about this on our little road trip we took today. And I, I think you're, you're an introspective communicator in that when you're communicating with Kelsey like in the moment, it's, it's not in the moment as I am in the moment You're, you're in the moment, but you're also referencing multiple plans (laughs) and thoughts that you had (laughs) across prior days and weeks. And so, um,
2: some of which I've never mentioned to you, (laughs)
1: right?
3: Some are a surprise.
1: So it's an, you can see this would be an interesting mix, right? Like I'm forgetting everything and she's remembering all things, Mm -hmm. half of which haven't been shared with me anyway. And so, you know, there's a, there's a mix there, but it's not a toxic one. It's a strong one. It's, it's, it's good.
2: What would you say about when we're like upset with each other? What what do we do? Because
3: I think like what's your go to? Yeah, That's I will. I will
2: admit I am a I am a withdrawer. Like I I tend to kind of shut down.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I, well, I think I've learned to deal with that. Not, not that It's a terrible thing, but <laughs> I <I've>, I, <laughs> I have understood that about you, and so now I want to give you time to withdraw. But usually I'm like, get mad, just do yeah, it. Let's get just, it just get it out. Yeah. Let's just talk it through. You know, so.
2: And- I don't like that as much.
3: <laughs> I need
2: to. <laughs> think Chris about is like, it for a just get it out, and then I'm over it, and I'm just like,
3: no, I hold that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right, so I think I think that sums okay. it up over here at the Wharton household. So I would say we are fairly opposite in our communication styles. Indeed. <laughs> We've worked with it. Um, I think that I am a I am much like Chris. Like we are talking about all of the things, and I'm reacting in the moment to whatever it is, but then I don't. Then I also do let it go fairly easily. I don't think that I hold grudges, but I can't like go to bed with an argument brewing. Like I kind of chase Jeremiah around the house till it's, you know, situated. Can can you confirm this, Jeremiah? So he...
0: I mean, this is truth.
3: Also true. He, um, oh, okay, I'm supposed to describe his style. So he tends to withdraw Mm -hmm. and he tends to be an internal processor. Mm -hmm. And so... I have learned to give him that space to do that because then he will definitely talk about feelings and has no problem doing that, but he tends to be more cerebral about it and needs to get his head around what he wants to say. Um, he does also like to communicate very early in the morning about matters <laughs> of the schedule we've, and the we've budget. Heard about this. <laughs> which he has not learned doesn't really work because I literally don't hear him before 7 a.m. So, But he's a pretty good communicator.
0: Erica is a very passionate communicator. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> good choice of words. Um, you know, Erica, there is never a doubt in my mind on what Erica's thinking, um, which is good. I mean, for the most part, it's, it's, it's a great thing. I mean, Erica's very, I mean, I think maybe sometimes it's a little bit reactionary. Uh, and so we get to backtrack and, and kind of revisit some things sometimes. Um, but, but for the most part, I really do appreciate the fact that there's not much, again, not much question in, in what Erica's thinking. Um, and, and so it's very much a very, very clear.
3: Yeah. I'm an out loud, out loud processor, for better or worse. So. All right. There's, there's a lot of communicating going on in our households. Yeah. That's good. It's good. No, I do think it's good. I think even... Um, that tendency of mine needing to rein it in a little bit in terms of emotional reaction has also though helped him like it's okay to talk about things and have feelings about things and that's always a good thing
1: yeah yeah so given that you're slightly opposite do you think that actually ends up being a much better thing than if you were just
3: maybe on
1: the same page because it would
3: be very hard to i don't know maybe if we were both like especially if we were both like me If we were both like Jeremiah, we'd probably never talk about anything. And if we were both like me, we'd probably just fight except constantly. It, except at seven a.m. Yeah, you could get a lot, get a lot done there. Yeah. So, because yeah, he does all his yeah. thinking, he's been in the shower, he's Correct. had his coffee, he's exactly. had his workout, so he has much to say. Yeah. But yeah, I think the opposites attract part work works there.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, so let's share a time or two maybe funny, maybe, maybe more serious about a time when miscommunication caused an issue in your relationship? <laughs> all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one. So first of all, we kind of had to work hard to
2: come up with one. I'm sure there are more in our past, but nothing like really sticks out or like something that we had like a really huge fight about. I guess, good but communicators. I guess so. But I did come up with something that I think sums up some communication in our relationship so i'm glad that i remembered it
1: that in a very meta way i don't actually recall at all
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly so let me set the stage for you this was probably about three years ago um our brother-in-law's birthday was coming up and we were all going to go over to uh, chris's sister's house to get together just have a little family mm. birthday party And Chris had shared with me that the present that Robin was getting him was the four of us, uh, like me, Chris, Robin, and Tim. We were all going to go see a stand-up comic together. And that was like her gift to him. It's like, okay, cool. We're going to go do that in a few weeks. So, cool. Get over there. They're kind of prepping dinner and stuff. Um, They're standing in the kitchen. And I said, oh, Tim, it's so cool. We're going to go see so-and-so. And I had no idea. Silence falls across the room. Robin is looking at me with panic eyes. My mother-in-law is looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I just, my my stomach just clenches up and I'm like, what is happening? I have done
3: something wrong. And
2: I think Chris's mom was like, that was supposed to be a surprise. And I am just like, oh, I had no idea. I mean, I'd never want to ruin a surprise for yeah. anyone. And I'm looking at Chris and I'm like, you didn't tell me that was a surprise. And he's like, I didn't know. And then I later I went, I like got your phone and looked at the text history. Robin is like, and this is a surprise. Make sure you don't say anything. <laughs> Chris. Be
3: sure to tell Kelsey it's a
2: surprise. And so honestly, this stands out as just an embarrassing moment for me because I hated ruining a surprise and Chris has no memory of it (laughs) whatsoever
1: you see my mind is like a buddhist sand painting
2: it's It's very zen up there okay and I'm (laughs) I'm taking I'm taking (laughs) the mic I'm taking the mic because I hear that phrase (laughs) so much you see Kelsey my mind is a buddhist sand painting I call shenanigans
3: That is too funny. Okay, do you want to tell about a time that a miscommunication led to physical injury?
0: Physical, oh, physical injury. Yes, I, I think I know which story you're telling or you're talking about here, Erica. There was a time when, this was way back in college, I guess, where um, Erica decided to uh, that it might be a great idea to, for us to go work out together.
3: Okay. I'm pretty sure you decided.
0: Well, you you I'm agree? I'm sure I never decided it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> that may be true, but uh, anyway, we we decided that you know we were going to go to the gym together and and do a nice little workout as a couple, and um, you know, I was doing I think some bench press or something like that, and I had asked Erica you to, were doing to cell sp- crushers. Oh. I just oh was- okay okay well thank you. <laughs> um, and I had asked Erica to spot me, and you know, I I just assumed that um. You know what was needed for this particular um, spotting was was kind of already known. In my wheelhouse, right, right. right. I course. mean, right. I thought it was it's this? common sense, isn't it? And um, you know, one thing led to another. I had you know, was finishing up my my set. I asked Erica to take the the bar from me. <laughs> <laughs> she take the bar. she proceeded not to. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I recall,
3: I proceeded to.
0: Oh, that's right. I think it fell on my chest. Oh my yeah. And I, I
3: thought I could grab it because he just said, oh, take the bar right. as if I could. So I went to grab it and it like immediately <laughs> fell on his chest with my fingers <laughs> trapped underneath. And then he quickly sits up with my nose right above his head oh. and jams oh. his whole head like an uppercut oh. to the face with my fingers trapped under the weight. I can't oh even gosh. get out of the way of his oh head.
0: Oh my gosh. So you know, lesson there is don't assume that your wife knows how to spot you at the gym.
3: Communicate clearly. Maybe just I
0: I feel like this is a
3: larger lesson. (laughs) And then also when you when you do that to your future wife, I think it was future wife at the time, and she goes crying into the locker room, (laughs) maybe profusely apologize the whole way instead of being like, Well, you should have taken the weight. (laughs) I think we learned that one too. Um, do we have any do you guys have any more stories we have a couple more we yeah, thought of go for we it are, we are opposite communicators go for it. yeah I don't call, that's I don't your recall. one because you that's 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 our one maybe we'll remove okay. some others but um, well I just think overall the holidays have been something we were like way different on yeah. and maybe if we were raised more similarly around the holidays we wouldn't have had to communicate quite as much but I just feel like that's an area when you combine and make your own family that like is really always an issue like our
0: and our holidays were not very similar
3: no not at all and our first christmas he literally bought me a bathrobe and i because Which i had you mentioned said you needed yeah i, I had was, mentioned
0: I feeling a need
3: yeah you were you were feeling a very practical need but it wasn't even wrapped he pulled it out from under the bed this was not a sexy bathrobe mind you this was it like, was like in a, a box
0: a white terry cloth it was in a box an unwrapped box
3: (laughs) but that long story short is that there was a lot that those first couple Christmases that I feel like we now like over communicate about the holidays like what is the budget going to be where are we spending time work it all out ahead of time so that we can enjoy the holidays and not fight our way through them yeah and I will say that is something
2: I don't I don't know if we've had an explicit miscommunication in there but yeah just Needing to get on the same page. And yeah. that took a few years as well.
1: Especially about the stockings.
2: Oh, no, this is a continuing See? This is We have, we have not ironed this one Wait out. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, I am of the camp that stockings are last. They are a dessert. Oh. And Chris thinks they're an appetizer. So we kind of...
3: I'm in team appetizer. Mm-hmm. Not that you asked, but... Yes. <laughs> I, and I didn't. <laughs> Thanks, Erica.
0: I tend to think they're a bit unnecessary
3: oh <laughs> he's oh. in the Grinch camp Grinch sure camp is. do you see why we had so many fights on I, sure, I sure do you can think they're a dessert or an appetizer you may not do without exactly because Erica is the opposite of the Grinch yeah you like are the
2: mayor of Christmas Hooville.
3: our dogs get stockings so <laughs> thank you husbands for joining us
0: anytime you got it you're kicked
3: out of our episode now we will take it from here so, how has parenting together affected your communication as a couple? Well, what I was thinking about is, I think
2: it's made it more necessary, yeah. yet harder to yes. find the time to yes. do it. So, I think that it's is Like a just, catch twenty two. Exactly, right? I feel like that's the that's the big theme, um, and just harder to have those spontaneous and also uninterrupted conversations. Mm-hmm. Your your communication just day to day can feel so stilted you mm-hmm. know even just talking about your day and trying to get through that you can you can barely do that yes. sometimes so I just think that's harder when just you know the normal day-to-day conversations become harder that's just such an important way at least for Chris and I to just you know connect yeah it's like what happened today. exactly mm-hmm. um, so that makes it harder for kind of those harder mm-hmm. more difficult things to communicate uh, but I will say I, I do think it's also brought us closer I think that as a result of parenting together, just we have more understanding and empathy for one another. I think probably because we've, had to parenting just makes you have a lot of conversations about values you mm-hmm. have to work together it just mm-hmm. forces a lot of communication um so that definitely has been a positive and i just i think it's just given us such a strong like team and family feeling yeah and i think that contributes yeah. to that
3: sometimes like us against the little people exactly right? like, <laughs> sometimes all four of us sometimes <laughs> two against you <two>. exactly <laughs> be in this with me yes. um yeah i'll say at first it was real hard uh i feel like we thought we communicated well and Mm -hmm. we do but this was just a whole new high stakes um emotional thing with so many opportunities for disagreement Mm -hmm. like literally how you change a diaper to what time should bedtime be to like bigger value issues like what is a you know deal breaker behavior or whatever just there's just a lot more opportunities to disagree Mm -hmm. and um I also feel like little people push buttons that mm. we had learned to stay away from from right. each other. So then right. we, they bring out these things in us that like really the the other one especially being together for so long like we just kind of left that area alone so it was like oh hello all your old wounds and right. raw spots and like right. worst insecurities yes. here they are they're back
2: and you're not as likely to take it out on the kids yes. you like take it out on the yes. other adult in yeah. the
3: house totally um and it's funny cuz in the adoption preparation process there was like a lot of emphasis on our um, relationship and how we communicate and like a lot of that in the background check mm-hmm. process and home study process was like, what do you do with a disagreement? Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? And like, I get it now yeah. because it will all come up in right. parenting. Yeah. Um. So I think we've learned to over communicate about mm-hmm. certain things like mm-hmm. schedules and mm-hmm. things that now like it's not it's not just like oh I'm working late so you make yourself something in the microwave. It's like right. now that person is home with the kids right. and like. 20 minutes makes a big difference right. in terms of when we're doing dinner it's, it's and bedtime. a few and, days ahead. Would yeah. it work
2: for you if yeah. I do this? And it just that. can't be.
3: Yeah. Everything has a little more structured, which requires more communication. Mm-hmm. Um I think that it's taught us to communicate more respectfully mm. just because number one, little ears are listening yeah. and watching and, um, just with some more like sensitivity because parenting can just be such a hot button issue. Mm -hmm. Like at first I feel like we were both very defensive Mm -hmm. of anything we had decided on or done Mm -hmm. with the kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, the other one questioned it. And so I feel like we've learned to kind of approach things with like kit gloves sometimes. Like that's, it's a very personal thing parenting. And so, Yeah. um, yeah, that, and then I just think remembering to communicate as a couple, about things outside of parenthood mm. is super important, right? And and we've had to like before we didn't need to make that time, right? Now we do, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I just think that that's important. Totally. Um, what are your maybe just like top five practical tips for communicating effectively with your partner? Ooh. Oh my gosh, I can't wait! To I mean, hear. there's probably more than five. There's right? so, <laughs> so many.
2: Okay. Um, I I feel like even my first one, I think it actually is three in one, but I'm going (laughs) to lump them all together. So actually listen to what your partner is saying while not jumping in and getting defensive, which Mm -hmm. I put in parentheses so hard. So hard. That is so hard. And being willing to genuinely say that you're sorry if it's called for. Yeah. Just remembering to actually listen and not just be formulating your response in your head. I mean, that's just that's the definition, you know, of actually listening and just goes for any situation. But on such personal
3: topics, it is so hard. Um, And don't you think sorry is often in a relationship that's so intimate? Like, sorry is the starting place of a lot of conversation. Yeah. Like, you can't really communicate until the defenses are down and you apologize for the hurt. Right. And I feel like sometimes it's, like, the last thing we want to do, but we're not going to have any good communication until we start with, hey, I'm not even sure exactly why I hurt your feelings, but I'm really sorry and I want to talk about it. Or, you know, starting there instead of ending there. (laughs) Yes. You you definitely get so much farther because,
2: like you said, it really can be a starting, a Mm -hmm. starting point place
3: okay what's what's your first one um number one is settle conflict privately Mm. and in terms of like not in front of your kids Mm -hmm. or um at the at a table out with another couple gotcha you know like you just you just like jab at each other a little bit sometimes so settling conflict privately and outside of the crisis Mm. of the moment if it's a conflict moment i'm really bad at this because i'm just a react at the moment Uh kind of person Uh which mr lad alluded to um (laughs) But that's been huge for like respect and mm-hmm. huge for actually getting anywhere with mm-hmm. said conflict because it's not, it lowers the defenses. Yeah. It's outside of the moment. So, yeah.
2: Okay. Actually, that is really similar to what I was going to say, which is just that if someone is, if your partner is, has done something, is doing something that's really bothering you, unless it's something you need to say like, hey, I need you to like stop that right yeah. now. Like right now. <laughs> yes. um, Then... What I really try to practice, and it is something I'm like always working on getting better about, is just taking that time away, thinking about it, and bringing it up at a time when you're not in the yeah. heat of the moment. And yeah. I think, too, it just helps me collect my thoughts so I can be able to, like, what am I really feeling? Mm-hmm. You know? And is that
3: even their issue or is it mine? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Cause I think sometimes then when I'm thinking about it, or it just gives me time to think about what Chris's perspective is or mm-hmm. like, oh, he was probably trying to do that mm-hmm. or he'd had a super busy day. So probably this was just on his mind. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't doing something to intentionally offend me. Yeah. So I just think that always just really, really helps. Um, and then just bringing it up at a time when you're just in that good place. Like relaxed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, when and, you're both just yeah. kind of ready to be open yeah. and communicate.
3: And-, and I've even asked sometimes, and we've both done this with each other, mm-hmm. said like, hey, is now a good time to talk about something that yeah, like, I it might that. be kind of sticky, but. I love that. Or are you just not in the place? Right. Like, have you had a long day? Right. You know, I really like that. Um, okay. So I think another thing is just talking with consideration and manners mm-hmm. that you would to like a best friend, right? Yep. Like you still have super intimate conversations and whatever with a best friend. So you don't always have to be on your best behavior or or be at your best, but you're doing it with like more consideration for yeah. them probably mm-hmm. and manners like please yeah. and thank you. <laughs> I yeah, mean, totally. you just really forget even that with your spouse sometimes. So that,
2: that is
3: Word for word, one of mine and the other, <laughs> the other thing that I added
2: to that is just giving them the benefit of the doubt Yeah, that I think we do so often with, with good friends. Yeah. You know, we don't just assume, I just don't assume that someone meant to do something hurtful mm-hmm. or hurt my feelings. I just thought, oh, they got caught up in the day or, right. you know, something going on with them, not intentionally about right. me, but it can be a lot easier to take things much more personally, mm-hmm. you know, like that. So mm-hmm.
3: Um. Okay, so this one is kind of a bunch in one too, okay. but I think it goes along with what we were saying before that remembering to communicate as a couple, even especially if you have kids, is to set aside time either formally or informally, Um. but making room for traditions mm. and time and space kind of around communicating. So like mm. we have, I didn't realize we kind of have a couple ways we do this. So like date night is one, obviously, mm-hmm. like a more formalized thing. Um, but just, we will, now that the kids are old enough to kind of go play after like breakfast and stuff, like mm-hmm. Sunday or Saturday morning coffee, we're just kind of sitting on the couch with coffee and oh. decompressing a little bit that way and talking through, you know, the week and what we have ahead and just yeah. politics or bigger stuff will come up sometimes right. too. Just like those conversations that big. you don't have time to have anymore. Totally. You know? yes. Um, and then another thing we, I realized we do is the girls, especially now they get like 10 minutes to read in their room after bedtime before it's lights out. Mm -hmm. So we'll like say goodnight to them downstairs. And then they kind of tuck themselves in, but we come up and like one more kiss and Mm -hmm. turn off the lights. So that like 10 to 15 minute time has been like a really good, like we go upstairs and wash our face, put Mm -hmm. our pajamas on kind of thing and like end up laying in the bed with the dogs and just like talking through more of like the... Oh, so just so you know, this is what happened with Julia today or blah, blah, blah. Like just kind of getting a few of those things off of our chest. depressing from the day. Yeah, and kind of um, before we go back downstairs to either maybe we'll both work on a project that we're working Mm -hmm. on or clean the kitchen Mm -hmm. or watch a show. Even we've had a second to like just decompress and get kind of like we kind of I, I feel like I like that it's in a separate place because mm-hmm. it's like we leave that there yeah. and then go start our evening right. so right it's and that's kind of very a, much like your little retreat yeah and we don't do it you. every time but I feel like more nights than not we mm-hmm. do that which is just mm. and then it's like oh lights out those yes. girls are down for the yes. night and we can continue that's so with our nice. evening
2: I have just really noticed the more that Chris and I can talk about when it's not in the moment and yeah the boys are not right there about like, this is going on and this is really hard. Mm -hmm. I just feel both of us just kind of relax a little bit about it or just get some stress out. And then I think we're able to kind of talk about ways to approach it Mm -hmm. and be on the same page. And then I think then actually the behavior stresses us out less because we've acknowledged this is
3: hard. Yeah. And like, it's stressful. And have you noticed, know, it's like validation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, have you noticed right. her doing this thing? Exactly. Yes, I have. Okay, I'm not yes. crazy, you know? Yes,
2: so that like, yeah, exactly. That like gives you time to do that too, which always, anytime we do that, it's like, oh, that felt so good. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like, I love ours are really similar. So I, I guess we're covering all the great tips <laughs> all for of the effectively bases. <laughs> communicating. But yeah, just uh, kind of, I didn't have the traditions part, which I really like, um, which is kind of something Chris and I, are trying to incorporate like with a Thursday night cookie date, um, mm-hmm. you know, date nights, um, things like that. But yeah, just being proactive about finding that time and setting aside that time just to have those normal conversations, mm-hmm. not the difficult conversations, mm-hmm. just to be talking. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, just for for me and Chris, like we just love to talk, you mm-hmm. know, that's just, that helps me feel connected. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's those weeks where we only Kind of were able to quickly talk about coordinating things, yeah. you know, or like just, on
3: the commute on the way home is exactly. like the only time you even have time exactly. to say anything. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I won't really notice because it's not like I haven't seen him or we haven't been together. But then it's like if we haven't just had that uninterrupted time when we're not exhausted or you know tr- on our way to do something mm-hmm. else, it will be like oh I'm like not feeling as connected. Yeah. So so important. Yeah.
3: Um. Another one I have, I guess, and maybe this is easier said than done, but mm-hmm. allowing space and and acknowledging often, even if it's to your own self, that you're going to have different communication styles and mm-hmm. possibly, mm-hmm. like we definitely do, mm-hmm. um, and that that is okay. Like it's it does okay. not mean – I just feel like I spent the first maybe half of our relationship mm-hmm. trying to get him to communicate the way I do instead uh, of listening to the way he was actually communicating gotcha. to me. Because it wasn't that – he's never been – um, closed off or like not willing to communicate ever actually, uh, which I feel like is a typical, I don't know, maybe kind of a stereotypical complaint about a lot of husbands, Mm -hmm. especially, and it's never been the case, but I was like pushing just because he likes to process more internally Mm -hmm. and like allowing him the space to do that. And, Mm -hmm. and him allowing me to like, just vent sometimes Mm -hmm. and know that it doesn't mean I'm mad at him or that I'm wanting him to fix it or whatever, but that I'm just a mentor, you mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. that's been helpful.
2: I really like that. Uh, my last one is that when you're talking about a disagreement or strong feelings, um, describing how you feel like mm-hmm. sticking to the facts of how you feel, um, and then kind of inviting them to help you understand their point of view, mm-hmm. like not ascribing motive to them or Mm -hmm. feelings to them. And I find that if I just able to, you know, say, you know, I can't think of a specific example, but just like, I'm feeling so frustrated about this. And even sometimes I'll like kind of acknowledge that like I'm venting and be like, Mm -hmm. I know that you weren't intentionally Mm -hmm. doing that and you were just trying to do this, but then I was feeling this way. I feel right. like it, I'm acknowledging
3: not, like I could be wrong. Right. Right. Like, right.
2: Yeah. like my feelings are valid, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I'm not willing to hear like your side right. and it just like not being accusatory. I feel right. like it kind of helps me like vent those feelings without saying, and it's all your fault mm-hmm. and you did something terribly mm-hmm. wrong, you know? Yep. And so just like trying to, um, trying to keep that in mind, I find kind of helps those mm-hmm. two things.
3: I really like that too, because I feel like it also helps yourself not get all ramped up mm-hmm. and be telling yourself a story in your head yeah. that may or may not be true because you right. cannot possibly know somebody else's motives. You yeah. just can't. Right. I mean, you can make a guess, but you right. can't. Mm-hmm. And so it helps you stay in like a mature, mm-hmm. you know, calm space yeah. to not do that.
2: I heard I heard this other um, tip from someone, some grown up in my life when I was um, a teenager, I think. and And that was to to never use the words never and always. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I just think I kind of keep that in my mind. I don't think it's one that I like struggle with, but I kind of keep that in mind. Yeah,
3: And don't you feel like I I really feel like that maturity piece comes into play because when I hear myself just saying, you never did Mm -hmm. it. It's like, 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 wait a minute. You can hear like the whiny 13 year old coming out. It's like, okay, really an adult knows that you don't, nobody never or always does anything. So exactly. (laughs) All right. Those are our tips. The husbands next door helped us uh make this a swift episode in terms of our second recording yeah, exactly. here. I like that. I they know. did half of our work for us. Yes. Um okay, how about obsessions? What are you obsessing over lately?
2: Okay, I realized this is an obsession that I will soon have to be putting away, but it is my winter capsule wardrobe. Oh. I am just have loving it to a good place. Yeah, I am huh? just loving my winter wardrobe. I do just feel like every day when I go to my closet to get dressed. I love my options. I don't have an overwhelming number of options and I just have like honestly probably five outfits really. Like I could make more than that, mm-hmm. but probably no more than five go-to, but mm-hmm. I just feel great in them. They That's work good. for, you know, all the weather the, here. Yeah, the all, weather, yeah. the different things that I need to be doing mm-hmm. and I'm just loving it. I just wanted to call out a few pieces that I feel like um I really deserve them. Exactly. Um so my dark jeans We've yes. had this conversation, yes. my one pair of yes. jeans.
3: But they are lovely jeans. They're perfect. I just I, think you should get a second one of the exact I know. same jeans. And I, they th- look fabulous I think
2: I you. am going to. I tried <laughs> some others and they just weren't working. Mm-hmm. I think I am going to get mm-hmm. a second pair and I will link to them. They are Madewell. They are the high rise, like nine inch high rise jeans so I like that they fit higher on Mm -hmm. my waist and I'll link to the specific um they have a few different ones that are that and I'll link to the specific they have a little nice bit of stretch Mm -hmm. um I have a long sleeved striped shirt that's like white with navy stripes it's just very classic Mm -hmm. I got it at Target I loved wearing it tucked into my jeans sometimes I'll wear like my little fleece vest over it it just it feels good Mm -hmm. um my mustard yellow cardigan, which was something I was yes. wishing for. And yes. then, like, the next week, yep. there it was waiting for me <laughs> at Target. Of course. I just – I love the color. It's cozy. Um, Just goes with lots of different things. And then, finally, my um, – my green field jacket that's from J. Crew that I actually bought on eBay, but that is just, it is a winter star. Mm-hmm. It is the perfect weight. Mm-hmm. It goes with everything. Dress it up, dress it down. I just, I love it. I'm so happy every time I'm reaching, I'm reaching it's so for cute. it. Yep. That sweater you
3: have on today is lovely. Oh, well, thank you. This I feel is like, like that a... boat neck looks really pretty on you. Thank you very like much. That kind of wider This is
2: leftover from my work wardrobe. Like it's one cute. of the things that was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I can still keep mm-hmm. wearing this. That's cute. Well, thank you. What about you? What are you obsessed with lately?
3: I am obsessed with our piano. Oh, tell us. Uh, so we, it's kind of crazy because I have wanted a piano for a long time. Uh-huh. I played piano for 13 years. That's like, crazy. All what ages? School. Like when did you so start? So six through oh, wow. senior year in high school. Wow. So basically my school age years, I took mm-hmm. private lessons. Um, and then piano is just one of those things, like you don't really take it with you right. unless you have a keyboard. And even keyboards are fairly yeah. expensive and you don't have a place for it exactly. really in a dorm room. And so I just kind of through college and Mm -hmm. young marriage and small apartment and whatever, like never had the piano. Mm -hmm. And my parents had a, it was gorgeous, but it was like barely playable anymore because it was Mm -hmm. over a hundred years old, probably this big like antique piano um, that I almost just took from them. But then I was like, uh, I just, I don't really have a great space for it when we still lived in Wisconsin Mm -hmm. and it was, it's pretty, but it's not really all that playable. Yeah. So yeah, now we have room for one Mm -hmm. and I had been wanting a piece of furniture for, like our eat-in kitchen area, like maybe a buffet or something anyways, but I didn't have the exact thing in mind Mm -hmm. and just dawned on me. I'm like, why don't I get a black piano for right there? Cause I have like the black and white going on too. And it just, it's crazy because I have not played in like 20 years for real. Um, other than maybe a chord or two on a piano right. in, in a store or something, right. right?
2: Oh my gosh! And
3: so I literally didn't even know if I could read music anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't know how long right. you hang on to that, but I can, wow. and like can teach myself things still. And it is just so we got a digital piano, so it's not a keyboard. It is a clavinova oh, It's called. Okay. It's like this whole other class of instruments okay. So, um, it's smaller and more streamlined, mm. but it's a full piano mm-hmm. and it's got wooden keys like a piano mm-hmm. and everything. But it's digital in terms of the sound and so it's actually like recordings of like a, a classic grand piano yeah, wow. so you're actually and you're hearing it out of your like if you play down the left side you're you're hearing it out right. of the left speaker and you're yeah he, it's just the technology is oh, kind of crazy wow. but you could plug headphones into it which nice. is nice especially because nice. I'm teaching the girls now and so
2: so when they're doing all their practice for them to practice and one, and over one over note again. over and over yes. right now like yes. they're just getting the
3: counts of notes and uh-huh. things like that um it's really nice to have that. Oh. Or if I'm working on a piece or whatever and yeah. don't want to be or like, playing yeah, after in the kids go to bed or, whatever. or yeah, oh, But awesome. the sound is amazing otherwise, like mm-hmm. just, you know, out and about. And it's cool because we have um, the piano store we went to. They do like a rental program where mm-hmm. you, you can just buy it outright. But they do six months rental mm-hmm. where you sign this rental contract. And then if you don't love the piano, you can swap it out. Oh, or awesome. you can decide... Ugh, the kids hate the piano. You know, if it was something where I didn't know I was going to play and right. it was just for the kids, right? you wanted them to take lessons and maybe they hated it and right. it was a struggle every day. You're like, this is not exactly. worth it. You can just give it back and it's you're so only nice. out the rental. That's yeah. awesome. And whatever you paid for the rental then goes towards, towards the, purchase. the purchase if you decide to. So we decided to try the digital one because I know I like a standard. Right. Like I was going to get like a standard used right. upright. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really loving the convenience of cool. this and that we can plug in a headphone and yeah. I am just... I literally sat there the day it came, it was the super rainy day. Oh yes. Thursday, I think oh, last week.
2: Perfect.
3: I sat at that piano literally from ten o'clock when they delivered it until I had to go get the girls at oh three. I got up to eat and that was it. I gave myself the sorest neck wow. because I'm not right. used to that like posture and sitting uh-huh. there like that uh-huh. all day. And I had bought um I bought this book. So you used to play piano or yeah, something like super that. But by it that. kind of like works you through exercises and different pieces that mm-hmm. are you know, brushing up certain skills. Yeah. And then um I got a Star Is Born. Oh yeah. Uh their soundtrack, like that cheap was, music, that was like your the favorite whole book. movie of twenty eighteen. It really was. And so and the music is beautiful and lots of cool piano arrangements from Lady Gaga. That and is so, so cool. Yeah. So I'm just kind of teaching myself my way through that book I and I love it. I'm so just, happy for you. It makes me so happy.
2: I'm, I'm, and you're really inspiring me because we have, we have a digital piano. It's not as big as yours. Like it's a full keyboard, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, I think it, you know, Mm -hmm. just sits against the window in there. Um, and I really haven't touched it since we got it. Chris can tinker around and Mm -hmm. just, he can just play by ear. Um, but I took piano when I was younger, but I feel like maybe I started maybe a little younger than you and stopped earlier okay. too like i didn't i didn't play for 13 years but maybe 5 or yeah. 6 or something yeah. and actually when i moved out here and I feel like I had forgotten this because it was so long ago now. I took like a two years yeah. of piano lessons because I was like, you know, maybe I'll kind of rekindle yeah. this. I have more time. And I did enjoy it. Um, but I didn't I didn't find myself just spending as much time as I thought I would practice. Yeah. But I think at this point, I would love to just get like a pretty simple songbook yeah. and just kind of be able to do a, a few things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little I can read music still a little bit. I'm definitely pretty rusty, mm-hmm. especially on the bass clef
3: yeah but
2: yeah, yeah. it so was just, super inspiring. oh man it
3: was just it's oh, one of those wonderful. things where you have put this part of you that was like a yeah. huge part of your life aside yeah. not for any real good reason right. it's just life takes mm-hmm. over and then to like reconnect with that just feels really cool and something creative and um just yeah, so it. satisfying to like figure out yes a line of music you it's know just that you're like, working I just feel on like it's
2: using this whole different part of your brain it really is oh it really it's so is. cool and now to be sharing it and so have you kind of had the girls sit yeah, down so are they pretty interested yep. so i got them going?
3: like beginner books that i remember starting oh. on like the updated versions yeah. of those and i'm we're just working through those so they each get a half hour piano lesson mm-hmm. on wednesdays okay. when we get out of school a little nice. bit early to yeah. use up that extra time yeah And the other one has to like go upstairs. They've really thought that's cool because that's like their own time with this new kind of toy our family has, you know? Very Um, cool. So, yeah, and they've just, they were playing for uh, relatives and whatever already over FaceTime. And um, that's really neat. The book that I have has like a, accompaniment part because the songs are so simple like literally one or two notes right now as they're learning to read music and count things out and so there's like an accompaniment part so we play a little song together so it sounds more yeah interesting and they can kind of feel the beat of it more and it's just really I know it's just really sweet so it's really been fun yeah okay how about neighborhood news do you have any neighborhood news for me I do have some neighborhood news so it is the
2: return of saw guy oh man but a new saw guy because it's my husband.
3: Oh no, that's right. He is
2: working on all of the wood things. So Chris is now getting (laughs) into woodworking. Um, Is he doing it at 11 p.m.? Not quite. He does go to bed quite early. So it is not as offensive as as previous saw (laughs) guy. But that noise. And he did recently build himself a workbench. So he's moved a lot of it and just like getting a clamp and stuff for things that he's doing in the garage. But previous to that... He was trying to like saw stuff and use like on our back Uh patio and this like metal table the like <laughs> whining of a saw not an electrical saw just like a manual and like against the rackety
3: no yeah like, like making the table, whole table jump i was around. just like
2: oh my gosh if i was one of these backyard neighbors yes. i would be like what is going
3: on <laughs> like can we go to home depot immediately and buy you yes. a workbench
2: <laughs> yes so anyway yeah so there is a saw guy in the neighborhood again but he's living <laughs> in my house yeah get rid of him <laughs> So I'm expecting him to bring me some cupcakes,
3: I think okay. is That's, how it's yeah, supposed to work, perfect, perfect. right? Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. I have some neighborhood news too. So we have um, we have our balcony off of our master yes. bedroom and it faces out to the front of the house, like yes. the busier road. So we have the neighbors next door are lovely. We have mm-hmm. met them. We talk to them frequently. Mm-hmm. They have a little boy who's about two and like a big German shepherd who mm-hmm. I think met you yeah. the other day yeah. with this big Rin Tin Tin guy. Um, who's very friendly, but anyways, so they're out front a lot. He's riding his little bikes and whatever, just yeah. as you do at that age. Well, it's created a little bit of an awkward neighbor chatting dynamic oh. because sometimes the girls will be out riding their bikes and now gotcha. Jeremiah and I have been sitting out on our balcony. Right. So we're thinking like, that's like a good relaxing little thing just to do, right? you. Mm-hmm. Well, when the girls see him outside and he sees them, then they kind of want to play. He wants to try gotcha. their scooters. And then it's like you So then the to... mom is there talking. And it's like, we kind of have to chat because we're right. technically outside. You're technically still supposed to be watching over your children yes. at this point. That so, is awkward. Because otherwise she's watching them, right? Exactly. By default. Exactly. they were just riding their bikes. Right. So then it becomes weird because, and we like to sit out there with the dogs because they can be out there with us, but right. not barking on a leash. Well, then they're barking because they see Rin Tin Tin and they... (laughs) And then, so I found myself having the most awkward Romeo and Juliet off the balcony <laughs> conversation with this mom, where I Calling was like, kind of watching the kids but chatting with her, and she's super chatty, which I love. Like, she's very friendly, and it's fine normally, normally yeah. but like, it's real weird when she's like craning up to look right, at me. The, she's like and the dogs are going nuts you. at her dog, and it's like, okay, this is not gonna work. We're gonna have to time this strategically. <laughs> That's really so, funny. It's created a bit of a.
2: An, unexpe- a balcony an awkwardness. unexpected <laughs> <Yeah>. communication <laughs> issue. I could totally see how that would arise. You're like, oh, I just want to sit here and talk yeah. to
3: Jeremiah. Yeah, just like you feel obligated, and that it's like, well, do I come downstairs? Right. That feels like a little forced at this point. Obviously, right. I have right. my you know drink here. I have right. my book. I was right. just going to relax, and so oh my it's,
2: gosh, that's so funny. funny. I'm almost thinking. Like, cause their house is off to that side, like installing one of those like shades that you pulled yeah. down. <laughs> it's like know,
3: we're, not we're not available for
2: community. We are here. Yeah. We're watching our girls. So we're not available to talk with <laughs> no, you right now. No. It's so <laughs> funny.
3: And actually the girls, we did have a talk with the girls like, Hey, Every time you... Because he's so little and he wants to try their bike and he wants to try their scooter and then he gets frustrated because he can't do it. So it's like creating this issue for the mom, you know, and she's trying to be nice about it. But I'm like, you don't need to stop. Like, you can just keep doing what you're doing and let them play. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's
2: weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny.
3: (laughs) Okay. Well, I think that's all we have. We would love to hear more about how you communicate with your spouse Yeah, or... Maybe a funny story about a time miscommunication went awry. Um, Thanks so much for listening. We are absolutely loving connecting with you on Instagram. We're Door, And you can also find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. Our website is girlnextdoorpodcast.com, where you can find links to everything we've referenced and a link to sign up for our monthly newsletter. And you can always email any suggestions or questions to us. Our email address is highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time,
2: be neighborly.
0: Are we ready? You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica's husband. Check, check, check. I concur. Sausage.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This is why, this is why you've only been invited once in six years.